0: Welcome back to Restless. I'm Father Joseph Gill, priest of the diocese of Bridgeport, and you've joined Diane and Paul and I, and me, and I, which is and the me. proper grammar,
1: Wait, and me? You have, you have joined joined me. me, you have joined
0: me, you've joined, yeah, sorry, my mom's going to call me on this one. Yep. <laughs> love, love the grammar. Back to grammar Please, school. I'll tell you. Yep. Yeah. That's <laughs> anyway, you've joined us as we discuss uh, some interesting topics about our Catholic faith, and one of the most fundamental topics, of course, is you can't be Catholic without believing in God. Right, It's kind of uh, step one to being Catholic. And, uh, but, of course, there are a lot of people out there who don't believe in God, the atheists. And that's really been on the rise in America. Uh, people who identify as atheists and um, write books about atheism and, and even have started atheist. Have you seen the atheist churches that have arisen?
1: Unitarian churches? No, I'm
0: sorry. Ooh.
1: Is that bad? No, it's not, not, that? it's not untrue. <laughs> well, because if you believe in everything, you believe in nothing.
0: Very true. Very true. Yeah. No, but the atheist churches are people that are officially atheists, but like the idea of getting together to hear an inspirational message, have community, and sing songs.
2: I guess it doesn't surprise me given, you know, the I'm atheist community on Reddit and the internet these days, they all kind of seem to want to convene. Atheism <laughs> yeah. is a—I think, yeah.
1: think atheism is more is a religion. I think the nuns is, is, N-O-N-E-S. is— N-O-N-E-S. N-O-N-E-S. Not N-U-N-S. No, not the nuns. Yeah, not the religious <laughs> sisters. I think the nuns are probably— they're the probably the ones that are in more despair, I would say sometimes. But aren't nuns atheists, or is there a difference? Uh, no, yeah, no. There's not a difference. There's a difference in approach, though, right? Because you have people that are just like, meh. Do you believe in God? Meh. So, like, so they they're don't know well, not not and as opposed to you beyond like no, I'm an atheist.
0: so, so there's, it almost no, becomes a religion. They're not even wrestling with the question. They're the not even
1: wrestling like, with it. They're like, like, well, it doesn't really it doesn't, doesn't really make a difference. it doesn't make in my a life. difference in my life. yeah, which I is something like I think atheists struggle some atheists really do struggle with it. the 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 person I've known who's like personally known who's the biggest Bible scholar was an atheist. His name was Frank, Wow. And he came to our Bible studies and he came to our things in college. That were like supposed to be evangel- evangelical and bring people in to ask questions. We had this thing called Questioning Christianity, where you could come in and ask questions. Hmm. Um, we had Bible studies, and Frank would religiously be there. No, <laughs> no pun intended. Pun intended. Uh. And uh, no. and he was he had his Bible, and it was the most beat up Bible you've ever seen. And he knows every single thing in that. In that Bible. He's also like computer programmer and like kind of you know Mensa esque, but <laughs> like savant So he could just know things. But he was the big. He could he could. Quo- like, somebody could say something, and he would know exactly where that is in the Bible. It was incredible. Wow. So he was an atheist, but he was wrestling with You could tell he was wrestling with it. But you said— he's he thought he, about it. He did become a Christian, or no? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. Oh, so he's still an atheist. Potentially still an atheist. Yeah, I mean, this is 12, 13 years ago. I don't remember. it's interesting. Yeah, interesting. so far as I know. So far I didn't keep it—I wasn't, like, friends with him. I just knew of him. Yeah. Um, wow. And, uh, yeah, and so, so I would say atheists have really thought about it. Mm. And maybe there's something good about that because maybe there's been seeds. I mean, then you reject it. That's probably worse. But with nuns just being like, meh, I'm shrugging my shoulders," by the way, which is hard to see on radio. Um, <laughs> then, uh, then I don't know. That seems worse to me for some reason. They both end up in the same. But and think- they both end up in the same like position at the end of the day potentially. But I think a lot of the nuns,
0: um, maybe nuns because they don't believe in organized religion, but they do have a relationship with God, they do have a belief in God, and sometimes they even pray. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, Sometimes.
1: Nuns is a, is a big category. It's a big category. I agree with that. It could be. Yeah. You know, it could be Franciscan are, or Demi- Sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Boo. That's Boo. A right.
2: I, I think a lot of people, too, claim to be atheist, but, you know, like, atheists, you're making a a claim, right, that God does not exist, that you—that's that's your assertion. Um, I know that I've talked to people, and the, the more that you dig, its uh, i found a lot of my friends are more, like, agnostic-leaning. Uh, I mm. think that atheists kind of have a higher um, responsibility, right, because if they're going to make that claim that there is certitude that God does not exist, well, what are your arguments, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's certainly harder to argue than, um, you know, agnosticism.
1: It's very common to see I'm spiritual but not religious. Yes, and that's I always the, ask, what does that mean for you? And you're like, well, you know, I just, I just believe that there's a force, there's something about it that's, there's just something there that's that's that's, that's, that's helping us along and something bigger than me. I'm like, and what's that? Oh, I don't know. I'm spiritual. Well, a lot of that's sentimental.
0: Sentimentality. It's sentimentality. You know, it's kind of. I agree. But so I'm curious about you know the atheists that you have known and encountered. What what reasons do they give for not believing in God? Rationalism,
2: science explains everything is the biggest one that I hear.
1: Yeah, mm. or is like the new atheists like the Sam Harris and the, we have a Sam Harris in the Catholic community here in Stanford. It's, thankfully, I spelled differently. Differently, <laughs> but it's it's a common pun. Anyway, um, so uh, Sam Harris, the actual uh, the the new atheist, and so he says that well any morality that we have can be explained in ways outside of religion because there's always that issue where it's like well if you have no religion how do you have morality and there's a whole line of belief that morality is is evolutionarily determined ev- evolutionary which there might be some truth to that but sure, i don't think it's sure but it's certainly not the whole truth because we're like terrible and wretched and sinful and so somehow but even the evolution hasn't helped us with that yeah even though, I mean, a part, I mean, I think it's, as Diana, you
0: were saying that they believe that science can explain everything. But I mean, there's, I think science still has so many questions. And that's okay,
1: though. It, I don't think that's a good argument, though.
0: No, I don't think so either, because then they, you've ever heard of the God of the Gaps argument? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's,
0: God of the Gaps means that, like, anything you can't explain currently, you just ascribe to God. Okay. Right? So, like, hundreds of years ago, they'll say thunder. We don't know what it is. It must be God. Like, well no, okay, now we actually know what thunder is. You know, it's the it's expand, Zeus. expanse yeah. Zeus. Yeah, right. right. Zeus or God bowling.
1: God bowling. I think that's what always at. I mean, I think that's what like parents tell their three-year-olds and four-year-olds when they're scared out of their minds. Oh, I was told that when I was eighteen. It's no, I'm fan. just kidding.
2: Right.
0: You were homeschooled too. So <laughs> I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled. This this is totally random aside, has nothing total do. Tangent. It's tangent. But this is a tangent, right? right? But I was I was talking with somebody who was who was telling me that that his his older sibling goes to um, Thomas Aquinas College up in Massachusetts, and very good college. A very good college, but a, but a college of like a lot of ex homeschoolers, and they had a, <laughs> they had a friend who oh, yeah. who genuinely believed, like genuinely believed, but when they got to college, that babies were made by holding hands. Well, I mean, which I guess can't be proven otherwise, but that's why I try to avoid holding hands of beautiful women. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that is a tangent.
0: Anyway, sorry. Okay, <laughs> sorry. But but the God of the Gaps argument, right? So yeah, it's, it's like. You know, okay, we can we can kind of understand now that there are a lot of things that, that may be explained by science in fifteen years, fifty years, hundred years, mm-hmm. right? So we you don't want to fall into that trap,
2: correct? Of well, people like, don't see the supernatural as real, right? They see it as a fantasy. Um, So I've heard, you know, one of my friends in particular, she's just not concerned about it because she doesn't believe in the supernatural. So Mm. for her, everything, what is real is what she can see. And that's it. That's where it stops.
1: hmm. Marx famously said, although it's generally quoted in such a way that's not accurate, but he said that religion is the opium in the masses. And he said, and that can be exploited.
0: Oh, is that the other side of that? Yeah. Well, just like everyone forgets Nietzsche's second half, right? Nietzsche yeah. said, God is dead, and we have killed him. That's correct. We've And I
1: don't know if he was lamenting that fact or celebrating it. but yeah. And no, nothing, nothing shows that more than the, the, orth, the Russian Orthodox—not all priests and stuff, but the, the political aspect of the Russian Orthodox Church during the Soviet Union. Sure. It was perverted and changed— Unfortunately, it's the same in K- a lot of
2: like, KGB
0: members and yeah, yeah, and it was
1: just a, a wing of the KGB almost. Well, now Soviet we see government. that
0: in the uh, Chinese Patriotic Church. Yep,
2: same thing. In China, same right?
1: thing. Korea and North Korea, not South Korea. North Korea. North Korea. Yeah.
0: yeah. If there is, is there a church in
1: North Korea? There yeah. is. Is There's there really? a cat. There's a Catholic scare quotes again, radio scare <laughs> quotes Catholic church in Korea.
0: Really? Korea. Really? Is it run by the government?
1: Oh, I think it's run by the government. Oh wow. That's- or. Authorized and monitored by the government. Yeah, hmm. there's a special Bible in China.
0: I've heard that they take out certain elements that don't fit in
1: with, or the, they the change them. Party such that line it fits into yeah the Communist Party line. And so if you and you can, I don't. I, it's hard to like smuggle a Bible into China.
0: Hmm, a real one, a real Bible. Yeah, that makes sense. So so back to atheism, especially you know talking about China. There's a lot of certainly a lot of atheists in China. I think that's probably the the major religion now in China, so I mean, so so just this like materialistic worldview that the only thing that exists is the material world. But how can we how can we talk about the desires of the human heart though, right? I mean, since since the beginning of time, human beings have built temples and tombs, right? That mm. was that was a lot of uh, some um, anthropologists once said those are the two signs of a civilization, is when they build temples and tombs, because we recognize that there's something more after death, yeah, and we, we well, mourn, I- mourn our dead. And we want to worship.
1: Aren't the desires of the human heart like good sushi and Netflix? <laughs> I, I it's, act, I'm, it's a joke, but it's also kind of true. What do you mean? Right? Well, you would say, well, what's the desire? If you were to ask, you know, grab your socialite in Manhattan, what are your desires? What's the desires of the human heart? Now they'll either give you two. They'll probably give you two two varieties of answers. They'll say world peace or some. Why end of climate change, you know, mm. taxing the wealthy, you know, some, some big platitude, or they'll say something, the other end of the spectrum, just like some, some stuff he- you do every day.
0: Hedonistic, uh, hedonistic like thing physical
1: pleasure. Correct. Yeah. Um, really? I mean, have you, I, I would say that those are like, those are two, that's kind of what I have experienced. Wow. Like what, 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 what what's the desire of the human heart? End of war. It's like, well, okay, I guess, I guess.
2: Well, yeah, and I think it's just a- But it's
1: not, is it your heart? And what are you going to do about it? So anyway. Hmm. Go ahead, Diane.
2: Well, this is the whole importance sort of of, I mean, I just went to a talk on theology of the body, right? And it's understanding where we came from and where we're going, right? So um, Christopher West at this Made for More event, he was talking about, he gave, uh, I'm sure you've all heard the quote from C.S. Lewis. I think you were kind of alluding to it, Father Joseph, but it was, um, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that it was made for another world. But... What Paul is kind of saying is, or you know, maybe I'm interpreting this, but this is this is what I see in my friend, my secular friends and coworkers and everything is that everyone experiences this desire, you know, like this, uh, they're seeking fulfillment, right? But I think people often stop at the, um, you know, sushi, the sushi and Netflix, the sushi yeah. Netflix, um, because they they don't understand that they're they're made for God, they're made for more, and so there's there's this digging that you do and, and you dig yourself further and further into a hole because you say, okay, I've watched Netflix for five hours. Well, I'm not feeling fulfilled, so I'm going to watch another two hours, right? So like we're constantly trying to fulfill this desire with em- things that are never going to fill. Um, but your your brain, if you don't believe in the supernatural, you don't believe in God, you don't, you don't understand your mission and vocation, you're always going to think that I'm just not doing it right. I just need more of this, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and so that just manifests in more of Netflix, more of, you know, you, you just go out into the spectrum and that's what addiction is.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I heard that there right now on YouTube, there's about 35,000 years worth of content. That's incredible. Yeah. So like you could spend your entire lifetime watching YouTube and literally never yeah get yeah. bored. I mean- Although, I mean, I, I I'd be super I bored. Well, I'd be super bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most
2: well, of then the you just videos, go to some you know. other social media app, right, know, and right. Waste time.
1: I think that's a. I think that's a good point. I. I don't think. I don't think people are necessarily even looking for fulfillment, a lot of times. They're just
0: looking to numb the pain or numb the.
1: No, they don't even. They might not even know that they're in pain. Hmm. It's kind of an interesting way of thinking about it, right? Because you're they're so distracted, that how do they even know who they are?
0: Yeah, you need time to reflect on that. Right. So, for example, silence. I was that.
1: I was out in Utah visiting my friend, and we skied all day and was terrible, like terribly awesome but painful and tiring day of skiing. Why was it painful and terrible? Oh, we, well, I mean, after so, a full day of skiing, when you're like, you know, really steep again, radio using my hands, you can't see how steep it is. It's a good workout. It's a good workout. Yeah, and so you go into hot tub afterwards. Mm. But there's like a communal hot tub at the apartment complex down in Salt Lake City. And there was this new move person who moved from New York to to Utah, and she was in the hot tub you know, with this whole group of people that were just you know, whatever. And she was talking to us, but the entire time she was talking to us in the hot tub, she was scrolling TikTok. And I could kind of see it on her phone. And so while she's talking to us, she's still going. It's still going.
0: I'm just kind of amazed that she would use her phone that close to water. But they're, water- not gonna they're lie. waterproof now. Are they waterproof they're now? They're waterproof now, yeah. Oh, dang.
1: So it's like... So she she couldn't break. I feel bad for her. Like, she couldn't have a conversation. And she's like, well, maybe I should get a motorcycle. Should I get a motorcycle? And she's still going. She's still scrolling on the phone.
2: Yeah, it becomes like a tick. It's like they're coming, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Uh- it's like,
1: how does she even know if she's uncomfortable? Huh. Interesting. It's a distraction. So
0: that's, I mean, obviously that's one way in which we... We lose our connection with the divine is to to numb the
1: desire that's in our heart for the divine. Right. And and one of my, I just had this concert with a famous composer, a a concert band famous composer. And we had a joint concert between Westport Community Band and Greenwich High School Band. Hmm. And they, um, and he said something to us, just the Westport people, like the older people, that was, it's so different now when you teach, Kids, high school kids, music. Because in the past they would light up. They, you could see the emotion. You could see they could smile. They talk. Even like they try to talk to each other, even though you're not supposed to during rehearsal. <laughs> says, but now they just are glazed over. Hmm. Partially probably because of COVID. Because these kids would be, you know, have gone through COVID in middle school or high school. But um, but he said they're just they're just they're just motionless. They're just mm. emotionless beings that stare at screens all day in yeah. cl- in the classroom whether it's productive or not, they're just staring at screens all day. Yeah. And they just don't have like, they don't have emotion. I was like, oh man, that's so, that's so sad. That is sad. Like at least be in there and not want to be there. Like I can't believe my mom is making me do music class. I don't want to be here. I want to be in study hall. It's like at least have that emotion. Yeah.
2: The other thing too, is that we live in a society now where we're so used to getting things like the tip of our fingers, right? I mean, everything is immediate. So Christianity, I mean, it's, it's a religion of of the cross, right? And so nothing um nothing on the path to eternal salvation is going to be easy. Um and I think that people uh do sometimes they do recognize that and they reject sort of just, you know, it's it's kind of the laziness factor, right? Of like, well, I'm not going to put in all of this effort to um, you know, to transform myself and um I think they I think people do interiorly are discouraged, but they just, you know, like there's all these numbing agents that you really don't have to. If you don't make an effort to sit in silence, sitting in silence can be scary because it's like you come to terms with, okay, why am I here? You know, you have to ask yourself those hard, hard questions. But I think in the world that we live in today with all of this social media, you know, and constant just technology looking at our phones, our computers, mm. um, there is – people are not creating that space to even – to your point, Paul, to ask those questions.
1: Unfortunately, I think that George Orwell was less right than Aldous Huxley. So George Orwell wrote 1984, and Aldous Huxley wrote Brave New World. It's sad
0: to say I never read any either of those books. I read
1: half of Brave New World. Okay. But I, I know the story. So.
2: Uh,
1: great. So, so, it, uh, so one for and a half books. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand the story. So in Brave New World, it's basically like humans exist to have pleasure. at the end, And there's a massive government that controls, that creates lab babies and they need people to work and do things. And so they either engage in like sexual pleasure. Um, and once that's exhausted and if they're not, if they start to get sad at their work, then they take Soma and Soma is a drug that makes you happy. Mm. And that's essentially what we have in society now where if people are unhappy with their lives and things like sexual pleasure or Netflix or YouTube or whatever, don't work then a lot of people are turning to drugs and it couldn't just be like marijuana which i don't say is only but it's you know whatever um yeah but it's it's legal it's in legal in most places so, I mean, now yeah. yeah so like so even that and and so we've we've actually we seem to be falling into more of the brave new world rather than 1984 which 1984 is more like big brother and government control and spying and all that so um and i think the brave new world vision is way more sinister it's way worse, almost, mm. because the culprit—the culprit—is almost ourselves, yeah, and allowing that to happen.
0: Well, I don't think we would ever see an American Revolution again.
1: People and are too nobody, lazy. Yeah,
0: people no. are too, too lazy. We would never, we would never get so worked up about one cause that we think is righteous that we would, right? We wouldn't care,
1: right? And when you see, you know, I mean, I, I don't like that right now as we're recording this. There's like massive protests going on in France and Israel. And one ex- to some extent, I'm like, oh, that's such a pain. Like, people are not gonna be able to like get to work and stuff. And I'm glad I'm not in Paris. But mm. you know, on the other hand, it's like, well, at least at least there's people that have emotions that are willing to like leave their couches and go fight for something, whether yeah. or not I agree with it or not. True. They increased the retirement age in France, and they are doing trying to do judicial reform in Israel, and both aren't going particularly well right now. Mm. So, um, any case. That's my opinion about that.
0: Yeah. No, I think laziness is an important factor. I know a couple atheists, and and uh, I think there's two kinds of atheists. I think there's the atheist who has wrestled with it. Pauls, you mentioned like those mm. who, who like, have just come to the conclusion logically, like for themselves that they can't believe in God. But I think the majority of atheists that I've encountered are those who um, are either looking for an excuse not to believe, or just are too lazy to practice. Agreed. You know. Yeah and it's, you know it, it is kind of convenient because if you don't have if you don't believe in god then you kind of do make your own morality in a sense so so why bother with the cross why bother you know practicing especially the counterculture virtues cuz like there's some virtues that everyone likes now in our culture like kindness and tolerance which are good and, and necessary tolerance is probably not a virtue but that's
1: i think you know. kindness is also overblown <laughs> no i'm serious like you're not like parents aren't kind to their children when they're punishing them but they're loving we're called to love people, yeah. not be kind to them. Like Jesus wasn't particularly is particularly kind <laughs> to the Pharisees and people when he would put them in their place. No, that's, but he was loving
0: them. That is true. That is true. Um, it's at the same time, you know, it's a hard world out there, and being kinder than necessary is a good thing.
1: Kind when so. when when it's the best option.
0: Yeah, but anyway, it's so, a rude so, when I mean, there's <laughs> like never a really particularly good option. But. No, there's you know, there's other so times too. You know, there's some virtues that are very much with our culture and some virtues they're very counter-cultural right chastity uh, courage these things that cost us something a great deal and so that's those are the ones that people who are atheists will say well it's costs too much to practice these virtues so i will just simply rid myself of the one who commands me to do that which is god rid myself of belief in him
1: yeah it's so sad yeah. So
0: so how do we counter that? How do how can we, you know, if we know an atheist or actually let me first back up and ask was there ever a point in your life where you struggled to believe in God's existence?
2: No, not no. for me.
1: There's probably periods I would say where I was not as concerned with it. Mm. But I never didn't believe. That's good, as far as I know. Yeah,
0: I can't say I was ever an atheist.
2: Yeah, I mean, from reason alone, I think that you can, uh, you know, come to the conclusion that God exists. Obviously, divine revelation is another story in terms of like you would never get to the Trinity on your own. But um, you you know, there's certainly. I think that it's good to be educated sort of in apologetics and things that atheists bring up. I mean, the problem of evil that was certainly something that I was curious about, you know, and um,
0: right, which is fundamentally, you know, if there's if there's a God who's all powerful and all good. And why is there evil? Right, Because yeah. that either means he can't prevent it or he doesn't want to prevent it. Right. So how would you answer that?
2: I mean, ultimately we have free will, right? So God doesn't, I mean, he doesn't, suffering is not, he, he doesn't want us to suffer, but we have, we're fallen human beings. And so, um, the result of, you know, original sin is the fact that, you know, there is suffering and death in this world and, um... Yeah.
0: So is it free will when you know babies die of cancer? No. Right. So I mean that's yeah. That's how they would counter it and say you know there's a lot of suffering that's not involved with people's choices. Right.
2: I guess you would say that that's just death as a consequence of original sin. But if you you know if you don't believe in God, the original it, exactly. sin. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's a kind of a circular argument. But yeah, I mean these are things that I'm not. I'm certainly growing in. But apologetics is uh, you know I think you. you it could take a lifetime to kind of you know um, to be able to respond to all of those types of arguments
1: yeah I, I think that me me for me practically I don't I think other people are different but first of all it's trying my best and I'm not always the best at this because I'm kind of a abrasive brute but um, like modeling <laughs> kindness is not a virtue uh, oh I did say that so, Kindness said, is not an important virtue well-placed kindness is a virtue <laughs> love is a
0: Virtue. Love is a virtue, yes. yes.
1: Theological. Charity. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> anyway. um, uh, that like modeling the Christian life is a good first step, which means generally that you're joyful in your suffering. Mm. That, and, yeah, that's and that's, that's really hard. And it's very countercultural because now people love to post themselves on TikTok being miserable out of really? the world. Really? Oh, yeah. There's all types of like rant videos on TikTok, apparently. I don't have TikTok. Oh, I know this from secondhand. Just watching that girl in that hot tub. I don't know what she was he watching, saw, but it was saw a lot of videos. I don't know if it day. was. I should actually, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to give ByteDance too much credit, but it could have been Instagram or some other social media. That's fair, all I know. That's fair. I'm using TikTok as a Kleenex type term. Um, <laughs> uh, for everything that's wrong with the world. Right. It's all TikTok. And so, anyway, so I think TikTok. modeling a Christian life and meeting people where they are. Understanding their stories is like you got to do that first. You shouldn't just be like, "Oh, you don't believe in God?" Well, here's Thomas Aquinas.
0: But you know, it's not going to work very well. But you know, the modeling the Christian life. I think I think there's a, there has to be a countercultural element to that, right? Because simply just like holding the door open for somebody might be very kind and a truly Christian thing, but a pagan could do that too. Correct. But having like ten kids, that would raise some eyebrows, right? Or having you know living a celibate lifestyle, or yeah, you know something something that would be so. Out of the yeah. ordinary.
1: Well, I I, I I literally saw shock on my coworkers' face. Now these are new coworkers, by the way. They don't know my old coworkers. They don't, they don't know what to expect anymore. They're not. They, sh- they they're... actually expect anything.
0: Oh Really? Because I thought yeah. they wouldn't be shocked by you anymore. Though. Right.
1: That's my point. Right. They don't. They don't. They're like, oh. Well, you know, it's I'm him. him. Yeah. He's the religious freak. Yeah. Well, is everything. But anyway, um, he's it's the just the from. freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Uh. But but I said like, Paul, do you want to come there? Catholic by background. Do you want to come at lunch? We're gonna to go to St. Patrick's and get ashes. And I, well, I had a meeting, regardless. But it was like, well, no, I'm gonna to go to mass later. And they're like, <gasps> like the, there was just like this shock on their face. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> There's mass? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. That was my experience. Get ashes That's and Jesus at the same service. Yeah, right. Same service. It's like, well, the ashes are... You actually don't need to get ashes on Ash Wednesday.
0: That is one of the biggest misconceptions in right? the world. It's true, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's like not a lot If you had
1: the option of going to Mass without ashes, which I don't know why you would have on Ash Wednesday, but just let's say, and just getting ashes, I would say the preference would be to go to Mass. Heck right? yeah. Right? Oh, I mean, gosh. yeah, so, but... <laughs> yeah, generally totally. You'd get both. 100%. But, but in case, so that was like the shock. So there you go. There's a little counter-cultural...
2: Yeah, and I I, I, sure. I agree, too, because, you know, sin, um, we become, sin makes us less human. So if you can live a life of, you know, obeying God's commandment, right? And, you know, you, ultimately these, everyone sees them as, like, oh, the Catholic Church with all these rules and regulations, you know, so stringent, but, like, the commandments are meant to set us free, right? And to give us true joy and true freedom. So I think people who are striving to live virtuous lives um, really do, it's not a fake thing. You you actually reflect that freedom and the abandonment to God, right? And people do wonder about that. Um, I certainly see it at work of, um, I think, Paul, the biggest thing that you said, the most important is probably just that finding joy in suffering or, you know, just the, the trust and abandonment is, um, something that makes people very curious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I used to have a very good friend who was an atheist and he's, uh, I guess maybe still be an atheist. I just not friends with him anymore. But he and I took a couple of backpacking trips. One to Yosemite, one to Glacier National Park, uh, and and it amazed me. And we'd have a lot of deep conversations on these trips, and it amazed me how seeing the wonder and the grandeur of nature did not bring him into faith. Because for me, that was that is kind of like the bedrock of you know. It's a
1: transcendent experience. It's very transcendent. It's the same thing with good music.
0: Yeah, it's a similar experience. Any beauty and you know, anything like I mean, Thomas yeah. Aquinas talked about truth, beauty, and goodness are the, the ways to God, right? So. Encountering any of that in any form, truth, beauty, or goodness, you know, whether it's the example of Mother Teresa or, right you know, yeah. Cathedral.
2: In the order of the world, the, you know, just like the human person, our body part, like, I right. just, I mean, it's just. You well, know.
1: to go back to my numbness thing, I went to Grand Canyon, I went to three national parks l- last year. And for me, just being at the Grand Canyon, just like staring at it for a while is great. But you see people go there, they go to the edge, they take their selfie. You see them do this, meaning they're like, I'm getting radio. It. They're posting it on <laughs> wherever. Um,
0: He's currently moving his thumbs very rapidly right. over a blank screen.
1: And they walk away. And that's it. They go there, they get a picture, they walk away, and then go get a beer. I'm
0: like, wow. That's Yeah, you have to be in awe and wonder.
1: Right. You know. Or they're on a hike, and you're hiking. Okay, it's steep, like Grand Canyon, when you hike the Grand Canyon. It's yes, very steep, steep and Heck you go yeah. straight down. And if you make a mistake, you die. Potentially. Uh, especially the Angels landing? No. It's not an ironic no, no, no. name. Some no, no, that's at Zion. <laughs> it not, Angel's Landing is at Zion, which makes sense. Utah, whatever. Zion. Oh, oh Mount Zion. Yeah, Zion. yeah. Anyway, I forget yep. what the one is called in uh at um K Bob, North K-Bob Trail, whatever it's called. But anyway, so they when you go there like that one, you can die. But you see people hiking on their phones, not paying attention to where they're going or who they're running into. That's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. So even maybe not what you just said. So you just said the grandeur of but nature? you have to you have to be there. You, you have, have to, to be, be present, present right? In, and in you can't it, just look for, at it through your four inch screen,
0: right? You have to be present for a long period of time. I think of the example of Saint Patrick, right? He was he was came to when he was captured in, in a raid, right. brought to Ireland. You know, he was you know kind of a lukewarm Catholic, didn't really care. And then it was the six years he spent in the beauty and the rawness of that nature. If you have ever been to Ireland, it's it's mm-hmm. beautiful, but I mean, it can be rough, you know, yeah. whipping winds and and freezing mist, and it's really it's, that's a harsh climate. But he was in awe, you know, it was, the, it was that that time away from everything that was comfortable just to be with God. It's amazing. You know, yeah. he, he turned to God and in, in all of that.
1: Yep. But, so. Yeah, atheism's so not what th- do we do about it? So what do we do about it? You're a priest. You're supposed to be good at this stuff. <laughs> Actually, your, your primary mission is to minister to the church, right? Not to the, the fringes.
0: Well, in, in a sense, yeah. Right. In a sense. Your job. I know. As laity. And That's you, our priestly mission, right? Right, is to take Christ to the to the nations, right? Right. I think I think your job then is to 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 get people to ask those fundamental questions.
1: That's a good word. I agree.
0: About those li- their lives, you know, why are you here? What are you What are you doing? Where are you oh, going? Serve God. Are you happy? Are you, you know, ask them that question? Are you Are you happy? Are you fulfilled? What do you think is missing in your life? Yeah. And here I want to share with you what I've found to be missing in my life, mm. and that is God.
2: That's mm. great.
1: That's great. Well, that's a good first start.
0: Yeah, that's the first step. That's the first step.
2: Plant the first seed step. and get them to think. First
1: start. That's not the way, right? Yeah, first start. First start. <laughs> first step. That is the, the way you start.
0: Yes. Amen. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time, but thank you for joining us in this episode of Restless. Indeed, deepen your faith and your knowledge. We didn't even get to talk about St. Thomas Aquinas' five proofs. So that should be an episode. That should be an episode. You should have and Matt Spraz on that one. Yeah. Probably just,
1: like, learned, he probably just spent like a year on each each one
0: something like that yeah Yeah. so we're gonna i'm gonna give you all homework all you listeners out there your homework is to go look up saint thomas aquinas's five proofs and then try them on an atheist no i'm just kidding you can do that (laughs) you can do that part if you want try (laughs) them on yourself try them on yourself right to deepen your own appreciation for the existence of god there are rational reasons why we know god must exist not just the truth beauty and goodness but real logical proofs for his presence Thanks for joining us on this episode of Restless. You can find it on Veritas Catholic Network at 1350 AM and also 103.9 FM and wherever you get your podcasts. So tune in next time.